Hey, another great episode of Roundup is coming up next. If you like what you heard, please go online to redsearadio.org and donate, become a monthly sustaining member, and keep us on the air. Thank you and God bless. Good morning. It is Wednesday, November 3rd, 2021, and I can't believe it's November. I have no idea where this year went. This is the Red Sea Roundup. Thank you for joining us. I'm your host, Deacon Mike Beauvais. Today, as always, we have a great show for you. In the second part, we're going to be talking to two people from the Brazos Valley Office of Catholic Charities and John Pachi, who's the director, and Mary Saladino, who's the case manager for the St. Michael's Veteran Services Program. Since we're in the month of November, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about their veteran program. But first, as always, I want to welcome everyone listening to us on KEDC 88.5 FM, Hearn Bryan College Station. Welcome to our Central Texas listeners on KYAR 98.3 FM, Lorena Waco. And a shout-out to our listeners in Palestine on KINF 107.9 FM. We're live this morning, so if there's something you would like to share with us about what's going on in your parish, give us a call at 85-LOVE-RED-C. That's 855-683-7332. And I'm joined in the studio this morning not only by Dr. Thaddeus Romanski. Good morning, Deacon Mike. Good morning, Thaddeus. I'm also joined by our executive director, Good. Dennis Maka. Good morning, Deacon Mike. How art thou? I am absolutely wonderful. Obviously, I require a lot of supervision for both of you all to show up. <laughs> yes, that's true. We, we got to keep you on track. We got to have somebody with the opening prayer. Uh, uh, exactly. Or the guardrails. Yeah. Uh, yes. <laughs> someone to keep me on track. Um. Uh, and we needed somebody to sit closest to the window in case lightning strikes. Oh, I'm the one sitting closest to the window. <laughs> exactly. Ah. Well, uh, this has been a busy time for Red Sea Radio because we're not preparing for just one benefit dinner. We're preparing for two benefit dinners. That's right, Deacon Mike. It's finally here. Benefit dinner season is finally upon us next week. Thursday and Friday, November 11th and November 12th. Benefit dinner in Brazos Valley for KDC, November 11th. Brazos, uh, and then benefit dinner in Waco, Central Texas on Friday, November 12th. Still a little bit of space left, right, D? Yeah, we've got, actually, we only have three tables left here. Three tables. Three potential tables. So we've got a very full room as it is. But we can squeeze in three more to be our max capacity. Waco, we've got a little bit more room. I'd say we could take four, maybe a few more tables. But folks, if you're wanting to come, this is the time. We really want to have new faces this year. We'd love to have people who haven't come before, haven't felt, you know, the the tug to to come out to a benefit dinner. Come and check it out. Individual seats. Yeah, individual seats are only twenty five dollars each, and. you know, that barely pays for our food and our table, honestly. So uh, we really want to reach out to people because this benefit dinner is beneficial to us, but it's also very beneficial to our attendees And as well. I think it's okay to say at this point with it being next week that, folks, we have some big announcements. 
<laughs> yeah. You Woo. wanna you're gonna wanna be there in the room to hear those big announcements. You're gonna get to find out about them after the fact, but yep. you wanna you're gonna wanna be there in the room yep. to to hear these big announcements. That opportunity to go, ooh. Yeah. Ah. Oh. Yeah. It's exciting times and it's a very, very active time for Red Sea Radio, and we'll just say this, the Red Sea Apostolate. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm -hmm. we've got some things we're growing. and Trying to drop a little hint there, dude? Yeah. It, well, I mean, it's crazy what the Holy Spirit is asking us to do, and so we're taking steps forward, and, and uh, he Less is, is more. opening is more. doors tremendously. So mm -hmm. got to come next Thursday here in the Brazos Valley or next Friday. That's the 11th and the 12th. Uh, the Friday is going to be the Central Texas Benefit Dinner. Doors open at 6 for lots of drinks and fun and fellowship. Hey, don't say it that way. Lots of drinks. <laughs> I might but give the wrong true. impression. I might give the wrong impression. Well, I mean, m with moderation. Oh, okay. okay. But lots of people get lots of drinks. Yes, well, yes. That's I see what you're saying. And considering who the main speakers are, that's yeah. where I was going to go next. Cheers yeah. to Joseph. Yeah, cheers to Joseph, the Catholic Man Show guys, Adam Minahan, David Niles. They are going to bring down the house. They're really entertaining, but also very sharp, very yeah. smart. They're going to talk about uh, virtue and the year of St. Joseph. And uh, they're going to also be our MCs because they have uh, experience doing that as well. Um, they're just great they're guys. They're coming down from Tulsa. Uh, they're going to bring a little, hopefully a little spirit from uh, Bishop David Condorla because they're in his diocese there. So we're really excited to have them uh, do our benefit dinners in uh, Brazos Valley and in Central Texas, November 11th, November 12th. Go to redcradio.org slash benefit. Get one of those last remaining three tables in the Brazos Valley or one of those last remaining four in Central Texas. Get yourself. We do have room for individual just seat. two or three, four more sponsorships, and that's it. Mm -hmm. the, we're going to have to shut down registration. So yep. if you're uh, dragging your feet, and I know a couple of groups that say, oh, yeah, we're going to get a table. Yep. Well, yep. now is the time. <laughs> now or not at all. Mm -hmm. Or start calling your friends. But fill up your tables if you've already gotten a sponsorship because we want a full room. Bring those folks that haven't come before. Yeah. Get those new faces in. Yep. And don't miss out these big announcements. It's going to be great. You're going you're gonna to love it. Thanks for having us on, on this part of the show to, to talk about that. Yeah, Deacon thanks, Mike. Deacon Mike. Thanks for letting us take over. Well, absolutely Oh, just one wonderful. more thing. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, that's all right. I know where your mute button is. <laughs> uh, since we were talking about this still being the year of St. Joseph's, why don't we go ahead and do our prayer to St. Joseph's, which we normally do at the beginning of our yes, shows. Yes, So let us begin in the name of the Father, um, the Son, and the, the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Amen. O blessed Joseph, faithful guardian of my Redeemer, Jesus Christ, protector of your chaste spouse, the Virgin Mother of God, I choose you this day to be my special patron and advocate, and I firmly resolve to honor you all the days of my life. Therefore, I humbly call on you to receive me as your adopted child, to instruct me in every doubt, to comfort me in every affliction, to obtain from me all the knowledge and love of the Sacred Heart of Jesus, and finally, to defend and protect me at the hour of my death. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. And we want to remind you that if you're making this prayer during the year of St. Joseph, it does carry a plenary indulgence instead of the usual partial indulgence. And a plenary indulgence is a complete remission of temporal punishment due to sins that have already been absolved through the sacrament of confession. 
You can offer this indulgence especially for deceased family members release from purgatory. Which brings me to the next topic I wanted to talk about. We usually have a saint of the day segment, Mm -hmm. but what I thought we would do since yesterday we celebrated All All Souls Souls. Day, and the day before that we celebrated All All Saints Day. So, since we were talking about purgatory, we'll start with All Souls Day, because the whole idea behind the celebration of All Souls Day is to take a moment to pray for all those people who have passed, who Mm -hmm. we don't know if they're in heaven or in purgatory. Mm -hmm. And so, we take the opportunity to pray for them if they are in purgatory, and of course, if they are already in heaven, we can apply those prayers to whoever is in purgatory that does not have anyone to pray for them. Mm -hmm. But one of the wonderful things that we do at St. Anthony's is when we do the All Souls Day Mass, we invite all the families who have lost family members in the past year to come and bring up a lit candle in memory of their loved ones as a reminder that the entire community is praying for them. And that's the whole idea behind All Souls Day is that we never stop being a community, Mm -hmm. even when someone has passed, Mm -hmm. and that it is up to us as a community of faith Mm -hmm. to pray for all the souls in purgatory, Mm -hmm. known and unknown, Mm -hmm. because whether or not we know them, they're our brothers and sisters in Christ. That's right. Yeah, the church extends through time to those who have come before us, to those on on earth now, and to those who are yet, yet to come. Yes, and that's actually a wonderful point, because... We can also pray for souls that haven't even been born yet. Right, right. If they have no one to pray for them Mm -hmm. at some stage. And so it's always a good reminder that as the community of faith, we are brothers and sisters and we have an obligation to take care of each other. And one of the ways we do that is for praying for the souls in purgatory. Yep. And that's one of our spiritual works of mercy too, is to pray for the dead. Yes. Right? Very much so. Now, All Saints Day couple of things I wanted to talk about regarding All Saints Day. First of, of course, this year, All Saints Day was not a holy day of obligation, which almost any other year Mm -hmm. it would have been. Mm -hmm. And the question, of course, is why is this the case? Why wasn't it a holy day of obligation? Well, back in 1991, uh, the Catholic bishops came together and uh, set the eight days Uh, that are declared holy days of obligation, which is January 1st, the Solemnity of Mary, the Mother of God, Thursday of the Ascension, August 15th, the Solemnity of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, November 1st, the Solemnity of All Saints, December 8th, the Solemnity of Immaculate Conception, and December 25th, the Solemnity of the Nativity of Our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, three of those can be abrogated and they will not be holy days of obligation. And that is January 1st, the Solemnity of Mary, the Mother of God. August 15th, the Solemnity of the Assumption of Blessed Virgin Mary. And November 1st. And the reason that bishops did this is because it has gotten more and more common that you did not get a day off of work Mm -hmm. to attend Mass. And so the bishops said if they fall on a usual work day, and people work six days a week in our uh, culture, 
you will get uh, abrogated from the obligation to come to Mass on those uh, feasts if they fall on a Saturday or a Monday. And this year, since All Saints Day fell on a Monday, it Mm -hmm. was not a holy day of obligation. Although many parishes still had a Mass dedicated to All Saints. Yep. And so we still had the opportunity to go to mass that we just weren't obliged to do so. So what's funny in my family this year is the first wasn't a holy day of obligation, but we actually made it to mass on the first and second this year, which is usually uh, not not the case. We don't usually make it to both. Yes. And this is one of the things that, you know, we should take the opportunity if we have it to go to mass whether we are obliged to do so mm-hmm. or not, and mm-hmm. which is one of the reasons that, you know, the church does offer daily mass mm-hmm. uh, for us. So uh, we have the opportunity to go to mass. And uh, again, you're not obliged to go to daily mass, but if you have mm-hmm. the opportunity, it's wonderful to do so. And I believe that uh, Father Albert at St. Thomas in College Station, they had a Latin mass, uh, votive mass for the All Souls Day Ooh. at 6 p.m. yesterday. Yeah. Wasn't able to get to that one but there was that's another you know special uh liturgy that was offered for those holy souls yes um before we run out of time in our first segment uh just to touch on the reason we have all saints day because in the liturgical calendar we have particular days set aside for saints as of course um um we celebrate St. Anthony on June 13th at mm-hmm. St. Anthony's, and um, we have Feast of St. Joseph's at St. Joseph, May 1st, and uh, so on. So the idea that we have days set aside for saints comes with the understanding that we are not aware of all the saints in heaven. And so we have set aside one day to pray for all those who are in heaven that we don't right. know that they are there. And to ask for their intercessions, to ask for them to aid us since they are there. So, yeah, and speaking of saints, can we ask for the intercession uh, of St. Lucy on behalf of Monsignor McCaffrey here, uh, retired priest who is uh, possibly in danger of losing his eyesight through a, a injury that he had in a car wreck recently. So... We ask for prayers for Monsignor McCaffrey and St. Lucy. Please pray yes, for him. Yes, if you have time, take a moment to uh, pray for uh, the intercession of St. Lucy to preserve his eyesight. Amen. All right. Now, in a few minutes, we're going to be talking to two members of the uh, Char- Catholic Charities of Central Texas. Mm-hmm. And don't go away. We will be right back. And we're back. You're listening to the Red Sea Roundup. I'm your host, Deacon Mike Beauvais. And as promised, we're going to be talking with John Pachi, the director of the Brazos Valley Office of Catholic Charities, and Mary Saladino, the case manager for St. Michael's Veterans Services. Good morning. Good morning, Deacon Mike. Glad to have you all here. And Glad to be here. Especially since we are entering the month of November, and uh, which is usually... 
focused on our veterans. Um, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about the veterans program. But um, before we get into that, uh, I'm going to take it one at a time and ask sure. you just to tell us a little bit of what you do at Catholic Charities and what it does. You bet. Yeah. Thank you, Deacon Mike. This is great. Um, thanks for the opportunity. So at, at Catholic Charities Central Texas, I'm the director of the Brazos Valley Office. Been here since April. We've invested in this community because we believe in this community. So moved my family here. We're here to stay, and we're looking forward to, you know, making big things happen in the Brazos Valley. At Catholic Charities, we, we're people of faith. We serve anyone in need. We strengthen families, promote respect for human dignity and life. That's our main mission, and we, wa- we want to make sure that we uh, cover that in our 25 counties that we serve. We, um, you know, if, if, if you need support— Catholic, your Catholic Charities is here to serve you. That's the message you want to say. It is your Catholic Charities here in our community. Um, and the key values behind the work. So we, we do um, faith values and faith-driven. Our religious values are at the core of our work. We're service-centered. We offer a holistic set of services under one roof. And we're community-focused. We tailor our programs to the needs of our Brazos Valley community. And we opened our current, current Brazos Valley office in 2013 as I said before, we felt it was important to invest in this community, and um, it's a great community. I love it. Now, uh, I'm going to jump a little bit ahead here, but also, you know, you are service-oriented, but you're also part of our community, so we can assist Catholic charities in doing what they need to do by contributing. You bet. And so, uh, not only... Do we want your attention if you need help, yes. but also if you can help? Yes. And so that talks about our six programs that we offer, one of which is the St. Michael's Veterans Program, which Mary will talk about in more detail. We also offer our St. Gabriel's Pregnancy and Parenting Program. And, um, you know, we want people to know about all of, all of our programs because, like you said, if they want to, you know, make a difference, assist us, support us. They need to know what we do. So that, that's why I want to talk about the programs. Um, the parenting, Pregnancy and Parenting Program, it guides and empowers individuals, builds a strong foundation of healthy relationships, and a supportive environment for young children, ensuring a healthy and stable start to life. And the um, second program is the Financial Stability Program. Helps families and individuals avoid homelessness and achieve financial security through case management financial education, and even emergency financial assistance. The homelessness prevention is the main mission there. But uh, like the fact that you do provide counseling to help people learn how to budget and do these sort of things that keep them from ending back up where they came to you for the first place. Yeah, excited to tell you the Financial Stability Program onboarded a financial education coordinator who works with the case managers, clients one-on-one, and also provides financial literacy trainings on a group basis. So we're expanding that effort. And as you said, Deacon Mike, to, you know, educate and and learn how to budget or credit, you know, you name it. There's 14 topics that's covered. So it's it's a great opportunity to share that information as well. Wonderful. Yeah. And then Counseling Services provides high-quality mental health services to help individuals and families overcome life's challenges. And, you know, through this past year and a half, two years, challenges have increased. Yes, I would imagine that is probably one of the most needed service in our area right yeah. now, because one, we have a extreme shortage of counselors, yeah. and we have even a worse shortage of Catholic 
counselors. Correct. And then, of course, the need has been just increased exponentially because of all the stressors that people have experienced in the last couple of years. Yes, we've seen a, a, a huge uptick in that need, as you said. We are um, blessed to have one full-time counselor on our in our office staff, along with one part-time counselor, and um, allowing people to do telemed, or teletherapy, I should say, is a big advantage. Um, even like a day like today in the rain, they can do their telemed from home with their counselor, with our counselor. Wonderful. Yeah. And then the um, disaster response, and that we respond quickly to natural disasters with that program, returning families to their pre-disaster state, um, or even better sometimes. And um, the most recent one, for example, would be the Texas winter freeze that we had in February, a disaster that we responded to, and we provided home repair assistance through financial aid and also utility assistance through financial aid. And again, it's, you know, the need keeps seems to continue to increase and uh, especially as you know we see an increase in natural disasters mm-hmm. there appears to be you know as always the lower income segment of the population is affected much greater than everyone else and yes. so it doesn't take much to put them in a place where they just cannot help themselves out correct you know many people are one or two episodes away from being in that predicament and then add a natural disaster to that and that it, it you know that speeds up that need that they have unfortunately so we're we're there fortunately to be able to provide help for that wonderful and the last on the list is yeah immigration legal services offering affordable immigration legal assistance from experienced attorneys and staff with a focus on family reunification And again, this is something that uh, has been in the news all over the place. And so often we, even as Catholics, tend to look at this from a political aspect rather than from our Christian faith. Yes. And uh, I always want to remind people that ultimately Jesus calls us to love the person in front of us, not to ask where you come from. That's right. And so Catholic Charities does a wonderful job of approaching people in need from our Catholic faith rather than any other kind of stance. That's right. And, and going through the legal process for immigrants is very challenging and they need help navigating. And our affordable services is such a huge relief for them when they find out the difference in prices versus a private practice helping them through that. They'll do quality work, yes, but they're going to be paying for that. They're going to pay a lot less for the same, even better quality of work, like you said, using that that faith value behind it, too. Wonderful. Now, would you tell us a little bit about what you've accomplished? I mean, you've only been here since (laughs) April, so, but uh, can we talk a little bit about your accomplishments, especially Catholic Charities over the last couple of years? Sure. Yes, thank you. So, you know, thank you to God, first of all, praise God for the accomplishments that we've been able to achieve, and people like Mary and the staff um, helping with that. So um, the biggest accomplishment so far was our giving day. In our giving day back in April, um, last time I was here. But before I get into that, because I, I do want to talk more about that, um, let's talk about how we were proud to serve in 2020. So 2020 was a big, challenging year, as we all talked about. We served more than 1,800 individual families out of our office here in the Brazos Valley. We distribute over $240,000 in financial assistance. That's for rent, mortgage, utilities, keeping people housed, right? Car payments and many more, and with that education that we talked about. 
and um, gave out more than 27,000 basic need items. Those are diapers, hygiene kits, COVID-19 supplies. Very helpful in this time of need. So proud to say that's the major accomplishment from a statistical standpoint and from an assistance standpoint. Now, Giving Day, last time I was here, I talked about that. Um, grateful for Red, Red Sea to be on site live with that. And the supporters from the Red Sea listeners, the support from Red Sea listeners, couldn't do without it. So thank you again for that. We served 300 families from Giving Day. Uh, more than 5,000 diapers were given out, 180 hygiene kits. We had such a great turnout, y'all, that we're going to do this again, January 29th, 2022. Can't believe we're saying 22, yes. but it is 2022. January 29th um, from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. That is a Saturday, so a different approach this time. We did right. it on a weekday last time. Let's try a Saturday this time for those that couldn't make it on a work day. Perhaps they can make it now. And this is a giving day. We want to show the community how much Catholic Charities can give and will give in diapers, hygiene, materials like that. Um, we do accept donations on that day, too. It is a drive through event for those that don't know or have not been aware of it from last time. And the drive through event made it easy and, and simple to either receive from our giving or us receive from the giving. But we really want to emphasize the giving this time because we want to give. But, of course, uh, in order to be able to give, it helps to have contributions from the community to allow you to do that. Absolutely. Yes. We couldn't do it without the community support. Now, let's take a little turn here and talk a little bit to Mary Saladino, who is the case manager with Catholic Charities for St. Michael's Veteran Services Program. Uh, she's here to honor our veterans today, but also to talk, uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, how you help the veterans and the military families and exactly what it is that you do. Oh, gosh. I'm like a jack of all trades, it feels like. Um, <laughs> I actually, I was, I'm one of the last remaining um, case managers with this program. I, we actually started it um, a little over four years ago. We actually started here it here in Brazos County, and it has actually blossomed to what it was. It was first um, we were boots on the ground trying just to even just bring veterans in. Um, I'm going to probably use a lot of military jargon because I am a veteran I myself. I'm actually an Air Force veteran. I served for a little over six years. If you look at me, you're probably like, are you sure it was active, not ROTC like high school? Yeah, I think you went in at 12. <laughs> That's what a lot of people have yeah. said, like. It's, it shocks people my ages. Even my own clients will be like, um, you don't match your voice. You look like you just got in the military. And no, I was in, um, I actually got it out in 2013 uh, from a medical discharge. So that kind of tells you my body was like, no, you're done. So um, my, and, and to me, it was like more like a blessing because it was, it was telling me I need to do something less physical for my country and something that was more financial and just more just what I could help the community better in a different way. So I actually went to social work school. I got my master's at Stephen F. Austin and I got my bachelor's in social work at uh, the University of Houston downtown. And so I did 
right after I graduated with my bachelor's, that's when I moved out here in 2017. And that's where my husband and I, we now live. Actually, we live in Iola, but I drive out to Bryan and um, I've been helping veterans and it's a great program. We help veterans regardless of their military uh, discharge status, uh, also regardless of the branch they served in. And also what era, it doesn't matter. I want to say we actually did assist a World War II veteran here recently. So that was really neat. Um, but we help out with uh, car repairs, car payments, if they need help paying their rent or their mortgage. And if they're needing to get um, benefits, like with the VA, I will try to connect them to who that's their specialty. I might sound like I know what I'm doing only because I'm, I'm dealing with it myself. But in reality, I will send them directly to those experts. And and that's, that's the other thing. If we can't do it here at Catholic Charities, we do have our partners out in the community that we try to link them to. Like, for instance, um, Brazos, Valley, uh, Brazos Valley Cares is one that we send a lot of our guys to, or they'll send us a veteran that they weren't able to help. Uh, the American Legion, we have a great connection with them. And also, uh, I work, I've work. i actually had a couple of um, veterans from the Student Center here at Texas A&M who have reached out to us, who that they had a veteran or if they were the veterans themselves that was needing help. And we help um, also surviving spouses. So we've had the veterans' wives that their veteran just passed or they're just kind of needing that little bit of help, just trying to get to the next bill. We can help them out with that. And I think a lot of people may not be aware of how many veterans we have in our community because we've become much like a retirement community almost. Yes. And so we have a lot of influx of veterans now who at certain times are going to need your assistance. Yes. Um, people think A&M, they think the young cadets who are getting ready to go in and not, like you said, this is the place where veterans like to come and retire and we kind of wanted that military feeling. Um, I actually, we served about, oh gosh, um, 325 active duty members. And and it's it's growing. And that's not just here in the Brazos area, but like all throughout Central Texas. That we, in, like I pretty much live on Fort Hood, it feels like. <laughs> um, yeah, so it, it's crazy because we've actually helped out with um, almost $200,000 worth of assistance with, again, that's the mortgage, car repairs, car payments. Um, and if they're needing job employments, we've been able to connect them with um, Texas uh, Veterans Commission with their workforce, who they help veterans find employment. Again, we're talking with John Pachi and Mary Saladino from Catholic Charities. And uh, at the moment, we're focusing a little bit on the veterans. <laughs> and uh, one of the things you were talking about, you know, helping people out with car repairs <laughs> and, you know, those incidentals that come up and they're usually a one-time yes. panic mode. Sure. Yes. This comes Life up and happens, I can't deal basically. With. Exactly. So how do you well, how does someone contact you if they're a veteran and they find themselves in need of your services? Yeah, so they um I've actually had a couple of veterans email me personally. I'm not going to turn you away just if you email me up or you are more than welcome to call our office. That number is 979-822-9340. And you can even get my my uh, extension. It's 107. So veterans can either call, email myself, or if they find themselves wanting to call the Austin number, they're more than welcome to as well. And all they have to do is just 
leave their name, their number, and what type of assistance that, that they're needing. And I, myself or my supervisor will be the ones that will personally call them back. Now, the first thought people are going to have is, you know, well, the government has programs in place for this sort of thing. Why is this needed in Catholic charities? Being a veteran, we can actually say, yes, we have all these government programs, but the government can only do so much for us. There are, yes, we do get our, you know, for me, I actually get a monthly um, retirement check from the military. Yeah, that's great, but it doesn't cover my bills, especially with the cost of living going up. It's crazy these days. Mm -hmm. And yes, we do have our educational benefits, but sometimes there's that lag time between benefits whenever they start. And so it's like they need, that's that crisis mode. Like what can I do until my, my benefits start or, Oh shoot. Sorry. Sorry. I said that. Um, Oh my goodness. (laughs) Um, the VA, the awesome VA messed up my paperwork and the it got sent to the wrong address because I haven't updated it and now my benefits have stopped and I'm trying to fight it again or I'm trying to get a raise. We will we will um, screen them to one to make sure that they're eligible, but we'll also hear what their hardship is, what they're currently going through. And from there, we're like, yes, it's obvious you are needing just that one time help. We can help you out. It might not be all of it, but we can help you out with something. And if we can't, then again, we will lead them to um, a point of contact with our organization partnership. And if I might add to the, um, our wraparound services. So their need Maybe what Mary just explained, but then when Mary takes them in and talks to them more and understands, they may need counseling, right? They oh, need yeah. our counseling, Catholic yes. Charities counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're qualified for that St. Gabriel Parenting Program. So yes. our wraparound holistic services, that allows them to have more access to our programs as well. And um, so they come to us for one need, but then turns out they may need more than that. And we can help that. And then if we cannot, because we do six programs, great and we don't go outside of that, Mary will refer them off. Yeah, I actually, um, I'm glad you brought that up, John, because I actually I had a veteran reach out to me, and I wasn't able, unfortunately, to help him because he needed a new roof. And after listening to what led to him needing a new roof, it turned out he needed, it was a disaster. It was caused by the winter storm. Mm-hmm. So I was able to go, I can't help you, but let me refer you to our disaster relief um, program here at Catholic Charities. And they were able to pick this veteran up and get him a new roof that was caused by the winter storm. And it was just seeing that. And then he would bounce back and be like, Hey, I need help with utilities. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, I got you now. Mm -hmm. Well, this is one of the things that, you know, nothing is more frustrating than trying to get a hold of somebody Mm -hmm. and you don't know who to talk to. Yes. And I think, you know, this is the wonderful thing about what you're doing for veterans is even if you can't help them, you will know someone to reach out to so they contact the right person that can help them. Yes. I, it's actually, okay. I've done so many outreaches out here that it's great that we're actually finally putting faces to names again. Because COVID ruined that for us because it was not, it came back down to, well, we don't know who's working there anymore. Mm-hmm. Just go to that place. Now that I'm getting back out there in the community, I'm able to say, oh, reach out to Project Unity, uh, Fresh Start for Vets, reach out to Gina or uh, reach out to TJ Roby with T- TVC Workforce. Like I'd say, I'm able to say exactly who, who to contact and then they can even turn around and say, hey, you're a veteran. It sounds like you need help until your first paycheck comes with your new job. 
call Mary at Catholic Charities. Mm -hmm. She will definitely try to help you out with whatever she can. And if not, she can then send you somewhere else. Is there a particular story about a veteran or a veteran's family that you really, that really stuck with you? I've had several because again, being in this for over four years and being like, I helped start this program. I've actually, it's like some veterans I've actually imprinted on you. Some good, some bad. I'll be honest. Um, but I actually, Just talk about the good ones. Oh, yeah. oh, definitely. <laughs> uh, I like my job. Uh, so <laughs> I actually had an elderly couple. They were part of the first time. It was whenever I first started working here in Catholic charities, they were an, an elderly couple and they actually became like grandparent figures to me. And they were just the sweetest little people ever. I love them. And when he actually wound up going into a nursing home, uh, his wife made a point to come by to let me know. And she she told me the address. So then I personally went over there just to see him. And we got to catch up on everything. And I actually had my stepsons with me. So they... They got to almost get like that good old fashioned grandpa lecture from them. And I was like, you better pay attention. <laughs> and it was awesome. Um, but I actually, then I had another veteran family. Uh, we were able to help them out for a couple of months. And the money that they were able to put back, they were able to buy a car. And this was a huge thing for them because they were re- relying on uh, public transportation. And the wife was the only one able to work. So she would spend a good chunk of money riding the bus every day to get to and from work. And sometimes the buses didn't run or just there was like that lag time. So it would mess up her work schedule and she wasn't able to do certain hours Well, they were able to get a car. And then she was able to get more hours, which then meant she was able to earn more income for the family and they were able to provide for themselves. Now I'm going to go off script again. Um, and I'm going to start with John. How rewarding is it to be able to help people that really, really need your help? Wow, that's <clears throat> it is. It's very rewarding. So, but prior to this role, I was with Catholic. I've been with Catholic Charities four years, and prior to this role, I was the director of the Financial Stability Program, and I would have to sign off on our check assistance requests and sign off on what kind of case management. All that said, the most rewarding for me is to know that. I wasn't working one-on-one with the clients as Mary does and other case managers do. But when I was presented with the offer of, hey, can you sign this request? That's the reward for me is to be able, simple as signing my name, knowing that we're helping this family stay housed, keep the roof over their heads, the family being able to keep their lights on. um, That's an amazing reward for me. And it it goes back to our faith and how we treat everyone. Like you said, Um, it's like, Everyone across from us is is in the face of Jesus, and if we can think that and, and remind ourselves of that, um, the reward is always going to be that much more. He'll reward us, but just having the ability and, and the opportunity to serve this vast community of need, um, being able to do that every day, and yes, get paid for it, but that's not the reason. The reward is the smiles on their faces, the stories that Mary can share, the stories that other case managers have shared. The testimonies that we've seen live at our annual fundraising events, that's rewarding to me. And that's what puts the smile on my face and gets me eager to get to work every day. Mary? Oh, gosh. Um, So the joke in social work is we're not in it for the income. We're in it for the outcome. Mm -hmm. And that is 
that's so true. Because <laughs> yeah. if I was in it for the money, um, I'm in the wrong field. <laughs> um, but I actually attended um, a service at the Toyota Center on Sunday evenings on Halloween. Um, and the it was crazy because I've heard this story in Luke several times throughout my life. It's um, with Simon on, on, on the fish on, on the boats. <laughs> and it's stuck with me because how he phrased it was, you know, Jesus didn't ask beforehand, Hey, can I get on, on this boat? Simon, you know, Hey, you know, is it sturdy? Whatever. Mm-hmm. No, he got on and then went, Oh, Hey, can I get on here? But it was, it's like, G, like Jesus was like whispering me like, Hey Mary, you weren't able to finish your goal in, cause I wanted to be a lifer in the military. I wanted to you know finish college, become an officer and be that old woman on base and everything well no at like not even 20 ish i it was like hey you're done so i'm 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 a young looking old lady um but uh it's i had jesus in my ear telling me when to drop the net and it was mary this is what you're supposed to do and yeah like i said i do i get those clients where i rub my eyes and i'm like outcome Mary it's out you're here for the outcome and then I get those ones that call me or they send me an email or a letter and they tell me how I actually helped their life and I actually I have on my wall I have a couple of those letters plastered in front of me and that's what I see and I'm like this is what I'm here for and I get the ones that are crying and they're like you don't understand how you just saved my family from being homeless and that's like the most touching is actually getting to hear them tell me that they're thankful in what I did. And, and sometimes we, we don't get those. We don't get the, Oh, thanks. We get the, Oh, appreciate it. And then never again, but it's those ones that purposely make a point to let us know what we did and how we helped them are the ones it's like, this is why, like John said, I get up every day. I've always said that for me, the greatest proof that God exists is the way we feel when we help other people. You bet. Yeah. Because feel that. Yeah. If I feel great, even the ones that are not grateful, yes, and yet you feel inside that, oh, it's wonderful. I was able to help this person. Well, this fits nothing with the theory of evolution that we're in it for ourselves. Yeah. Where does that come from? Well, it comes because we're created That's in the right. image and likeness of God. And so for me, you know, listening to the two of you, this tells me God exists. It- this it's is confirmation, yes. affirmation. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I, it, it's crazy. Cause being in this field, um, like we can, I mean, I can say I can read all everything about social work and I can tell you what page and everything, but actually living it and putting a face to my clients and names and stories. That's what drives me. Cause being a veteran and being in the VA, we're just a file. We're just you know, our social security number, they, it's not personal. And so it's like, we have to kind of repeat our story to a, a brand new doctor every time, even though we just did it like last week or two, like not even two minutes ago to a new doctor, we have to keep doing it over and over. And so me being a veteran and working with veterans, I tell them it's a completely different like monster in my opinion, because I'm having to put sometimes my, my veteran, biases aside and hear what this veteran has to say. And then then there has been times where the veteran card I've had to play because they'll try to, because they, again, they see me and they're like, there's no way. And then I'll flag mine down and they're like, oh, she's, she knows what she's talking about. She, 
She's been there. She's done that. I can't play her. And we're actually now working in the jails with a lot of the, of the veterans. And I'm telling them, you know, we're brothers and sisters in arms. So yes, what you did, I'm not going to judge you for it. That's, that's, that's not my place. I'm here to help you and give you tools so you can use it to however you need to, to guide yourself to a better life. And now we're even doing like, we're actually doing financial classes as well. And it's hearing the veteran saying, wow, I didn't know that I could go shopping for a bank. Like I didn't know I could ask all these things. And so it's educating them. And then um, I'm wearing our shirt and it's actually says engage, educate, empower. And that's actually um, even social work terms. We want to, you know, engage in our community, educate them on what they're eligible for, their benefits, just anything that they have in their life. And then they're able to turn around and advocate that for themselves and for their community, which then helps them empower. And they're able to say, this is what I'm doing for my community. This is how I can make it better. Or it's because we were actually on, on our way here. It's talking about the needs of the community. And it's like, if you see those needs in your community, what can we do to close those gaps? And Catholic Charities, we, that's our jobs. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're, we're hearing our, we, we, we put the faces to our clients. We hear their stories and we're like, okay, there is the gap. How can we close it? So that's like really rewarding. But also listening to you and engage, educate, and empower. Uh, one of the things I'm hearing is you're handing back self-respect in a lot of yes. ways. Yes. And that is so important for people that are struggling because, you know, you feel bad because you can't help yourself. But through the programs at Catholic Charities, you're providing them with the means to help themselves in the long run while you're helping them in the short term. Yes, it's the saying not the hand up, or, or not the hand out, but the hand up. Yes. Yes. And the dignity that we restore, if they've lost some of that dignity, will be restored. Yes. It's our and mission. That- and I noticed this throughout the programs. And, uh, you know, when you look at uh, the pregnancy center and all this, you know, well, you know, I need help. Well, yes, but we're going to show you how you get to the point where you don't need our help. You bet. Yes, it's the whole, you know, I'm, I'm going to teach you to fish. Exactly. And then you can yes. go and carry that on to yes. your, fam- your family, your friends, your community. And I think this is so much about the Catholic character of Catholic Charities is the idea that we can do better than just give you something and move on. Yes. That is 100% true, Deacon. Yes. Now, what are some of the common issues that veterans in our community might be facing right now? Right now, it's employment. I I would say that's the biggest one because a lot of their unemployment has has ended or it's, um, well, I mean, right now, I know several veterans who are able to, who are eligible to get their VA education. Um, it's actually getting ready to come to an end because the semester is getting close to an end. So, um, it's that, Ooh, what am I going to do between, um, December and really February? Cause February isn't until they get their first check, even though they start in January. So it's like, what am I going to do from that time to that time? And trying to find the employment in not just our area, but just throughout Brazos Valley has been kind of hard. And, um, also been not just finding jobs, but jobs that will pay you enough to cover your cost of living. And I know that's been really difficult as well. Cause I've actually had several clients call and say that their rent's gone up and, you know, 
just because their rent goes up doesn't mean that their pay goes up. So it's trying to find that balance of how they can afford everything right now. One of the things, again, back to the counseling service, because, you know, all the added stresses that we have mm -hmm. right now, and then also say you're on a medical discharge from the military, you're dealing with health issues, you're struggling with all this. How beneficial is it to know that there's a counseling service that you can refer Yes. Um, actually, John and I were, were talking about that, too, mm -hmm. about how the VA, if the veteran is eligible to get VA benefits or attend to get VA medical assistance, um, there's nothing for the spouses or the family members. So here. So the veteran's able to go get, you know, his free counseling, his medication, all that. But what's again, there's that gap. And I actually have had um, spouses come to me going, well, what about me? And that's when I say we have a, you know the Gabriel program, but also if you feel like you, you need counseling just to deal with him coming home or her coming home, just this new life experience, whatever you're going through in life, we have our counselors here that can help you get through that. And if it does need turn to turn into a couples therapy, a family therapy kind of session, we're able to do that. And so it is that true wraparound services, just not just for the veteran, but for the, the family mm -hmm. of the veteran too. Now, I am going to bet that there are veteran families listening to this program right now. At least I hope they do. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, hope it didn't scare them away. <laughs> so, uh, given that, if they need to reach out to you or they want to reach out to you guys, how do they go about doing okay. that? I, again, they can either call um, just our main office line, 979-822-9340. If they want to um, access our counseling department, they can um, select counseling. If they're interested in Gabriel program, they can select Gabriel program. Or if they just want to just, hey, Mary, I need help, they can uh, contact me directly. And that extension is 107. So again, our number is 979 822 nine three four zero and my extension is one zero seven now are there requirements as to yes. status yes so um again it can be any military branch um even if i i mean we have the new space force coming i don't i haven't heard i haven't, dealt with anybody I haven't either <laughs> yet I'm, I'm, I'm still kind of new to that one I'm, and the jokes will start flying for sure especially for me um <laughs> and then they have to at least served at least 90 days active duty um but they can have any discharge so that could mean if we, i haven't had a dishonorable one but that doesn't mean we won't because i know some organizations they don't want that but we will take them again regardless of your discharge status um and we do have a federal poverty level line that we meet but again well that's something that would that i'll talk one-on-one -on -one with the veteran and we'll see if that's something that we are able to work with or if you know again due to their hardship we can do like a wave on that so we can try to help them and if we can't then we'll we'll send them to another program that possibly could thank you and john Next question's for you. Yes. How can all the millions of listeners out there <laughs> right now support Catholic Charities? Yes. So all your millions of listeners, and, and you know, I, I do say that um, we're grateful for this opportunity, Deacon Mike, for all your listeners to learn more about Catholic Charities here in our Brazos Valley. Um, so um, your question, once more. How can how our can? listeners yeah. help you? So uh, first, let's talk about, once again, I'll invite them to come out. On our giving day, January 29th, 2022, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's Saturday, 
That's at 1410 Cabot Avenue, our office location. And, um, you know, if you need help, we want to give. So free diapers, free hygiene kits, come on out, no questions asked. If they do want to help, if you want to help us, you can give online. Easy. C-C-C-T-X, that's like xylophone, T-X, Texas, dot org. C-C-C-T-X dot org. You can give online. Um, you know, we're taking donations every day. And um, because it's better to give than receive, that's why we're emphasizing our give day. Um, but again, in that drive through we also accept donations there as well. So we're looking forward to it. It's going to be a great event. I know you were out here. Red Sea was out there last time. And, um, you know, hopefully that can happen again. But, um, you know, once again, cccx.org. And uh, come on out and see us, too, 1410 Cabot Avenue. And I want to remind everybody there are so many opportunities to give to worthwhile organizations. Yes. But the wonderful thing about Catholic Charities in Central Texas is we're helping our neighbors. Yes. And yes. and just to reemphasize what you just said is when you donate to Catholic Charities of Central Texas, Brazos Valley, the money stays in Brazos Valley. So you're giving where you live. Yes. And we, we cannot emphasize that enough. Because we do get asked, you know, how's the money work? And it stays right here. Yes. Every penny. Well, and I think you know, this again is the Catholic character of Catholic charities. Yes. The church teaches subsidiarity yes. that you take care of the problem at the closest location. Closest. Yes. And so this is an opportunity for us to do exactly that. That, you know, we help out Catholic charities and you never know. It may be you or it may be your neighbor that is in need of help and Catholic charities will be there. To assist that. And we'll be there to respond. That's now, right. We've and, got... And go actually, in something that you said, it's, you know, you're, 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 blah, 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 sorry, <laughs> your neighbor might not be Catholic, and that's okay. We yes. won't say, oh, sorry, <laughs> no. No, we will, kind of like me, whatever discharge you are, hey, whatever religion you are, we will gladly welcome you with open arms. Yes, we serve anyone in need. And this, again, it's the Catholic nature of things. We yes. don't ask who you are or where you came from. We yes. Ask, do you need us? Yes. Yes. That is right. Very good. As we come to the end, and I cannot believe we've already spent 40 minutes on this. <laughs> um, I'd like for the two of you to just talk a little bit about why you chose this field. So, oh, Mary, gosh. go first. Um, so, my... I come from a huge Catholic family on my mom's side. I'm actually deemed a baby. There's like 13 or I know. No, I'm number 13. That's right. I'm number 13 grandkids, not children, but grandkids um, out of like 36. So that kind of tells you where I am in the family. And I grew up almost like my mom would ship me down to Corpus every summer from the day school ended till like right before I you know, right before school started. And I would spend a lot of time in the Catholic church polishing the the pews, like the worst punishment for a child, even though apparently I, I made it fun. Um, but <laughs> just being in that environment. And then when, as I got older, my parents will tell you, I go to the beat of my own drum. I always have. And uh, I just knew I was meant to do something different. I heard everybody talking about wanting to be engineers, pilots, nurses, all that stuff. And I was like, that doesn't sound like fun to me. I want to do something for my country. 
which then led me to join the military. My mom actually slammed the door on the recruiter when they came to come pick me up to go take my ASVAB. My mom's like, no, she's not interested. And I'm like running out. No, I'm going. And my mom like freaked out. She like called my dad. And whenever I got home, they gave me this long lecture about the military and choosing the right branch. And, um, and then whenever I got out, I was like, I kind of went through this depression because I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was like, that was my life for six years. Like, what do I do? And kind of like the whole Jesus talked in my ear and was like, social work, you want to do something to help others. And like, cause I can't be a cop. I let's be honest. Watching me run is like the most hilarious thing ever. <laughs> Plus my knee decides like my knees like, Nope, you're done. You're not running. <laughs> um, same thing with being a firefighter. My dad's a firefighter. So being in that community service kind of style um, household, I was like, this is, I need to do something, which didn't let me to social work. And then, um, my husband and I were moving out here and Catholic Charities was, they, it was again, brand new program. And I was like, it doesn't hurt to apply and crossed my fingers. And I applied to other positions out here, but they were the only ones that actually called me back and offered me the job. And I was like, yes. And I love it. Like it's, my husband's like, maybe it's time for you to move on. No, no, mm -mm, nope. This is my home. Sorry. <laughs> Wonderful. Now, John, I hate to tell you this. We're down to the last 35 seconds. So I can do sorry. it. I can do it. It's, okay. it's very simple for me. Uh, <laughs> as simple as I wanted to give back to the community. I, I came from the financial services world, work with people who have money, and to be able to provide leadership and assistance to people who are in need. That's, that's why I'm here. Wonderful. I wanted to thank you all for being here. Thank you thank all for you. listening. Next week, Gene Wilhelm will be your host. Until then, when considering the many ways which you might share your time, talents, and treasure with the people of God, always round up.